The other opportunity that I see out there that really hasn't taken hold yet and really is starting to take hold is for small businesses to grow through acquisition. And we're just starting to see and we're helping people to get educated. Small business owners, say someone in their 30s and 40s who want to grow their business, sure, you could do it organically. You can advertise, you can go out there and network, you can go out there on social media and grow your business organically. But a lot of small business owners don't know about the process of buying businesses like the big boys do. Hey, are you a small business looking for a growth opportunity? Great. But what if you're not a small business? Have no fear. Just stick around. Trust me. My guest expert, Andy Cagnetta, CEO of Transworld Business Advisors, will point out several opportunities for you, too. Episode number 106 of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers is coming up next. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. If that describes you, then this is the podcast for you. If you're a freelancer, a startup or small business, a well-established company, a nonprofit, or even someone thinking about a second or possibly a third career, this is for you too. You see, here in Looking Forward, we focus on global trends in the future, but most importantly, on the opportunities they're creating. Yes, we're all about opportunities here. Our guest experts will not only tell you about those opportunities, they will also give you some tips to help you take the first steps toward capitalizing on them. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. Hi, everyone. Do you know what business brokers do? More importantly, do you know what opportunities they might offer you? And do you know how exponentially those opportunities might grow just because of the aging of people who were born between 1946 and 1964, what we here in the United States refer to as the baby boom generation. Whether you're looking for a new or second career, an entrepreneurial venture, a chance to buy or sell a business, a lawyer, a banker, or an accountant, even a landlord, you'll definitely want to listen to what Andy Cagnetta, CEO of Transworld Business Advisors, has to say on this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Andy's the perfect person to speak about business brokering. He's been in that business for more than 27 years. He started his career in the business brokerage industry with Transworld Business Advisors in the 90s. He's now the CEO of the company. Transworld Business Advisors is the number one business brokerage and an international franchiser through a partnership with United Franchise Group. Andy is a recognized speaker and trainer in the subject of business sales, valuation, and negotiations. He's also the author of the book, Closing the Deal, a business owner's guide to avoiding pitfalls, dispelling myths, and selling your business the right way. Andy's also deeply involved in charitable causes. By the way, Andy said if you email him, he'll send you a free copy of his book. So be sure to listen to the entire episode to get his email address. Well, you didn't think we'd make it that easy for you, did you? Well, hi, Andy. Welcome to Looking Forward Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Hey, Jeff. It's great to be here. 
Well, it's great to have you on. You are a man in demand. I've learned a little bit about you. You have a very successful career and you're formerly from my neighbor's state, New Jersey, and you have your own podcast. So how do you like the promotion already, Andy? Isn't this great? I love it. We do a lot of things. It's been a lot of fun. You do a lot of things and you also happen to be Italian. And as I shared with you before we went live, I have a great fondness for Italian people and I feel they're very much alike to my culture. Yes. Now, you're an expert on the business broker industry. I'm going to call it an industry. Can you please explain to our audience precisely what business brokering is and when it really began to take off as a trend? It's interesting. So it's been around for a long, long time. First of all, business brokerage, the best way to describe it is like being a realtor for businesses. Business brokers list businesses for sale, advertise them, work with buyers, have a closing, make a commission, much like a real estate person professional does with houses or commercial real estate. So that's the simplest way to explain it. It has been around for a long, long time. Mm. Always want to say Ron West, but his dad was his actually grandfather was in this business in the 50s in California. But it really kind of got going in the 80s and 90s when business brokerages would get together and they started forming associations, especially here in Florida. They got very organized around that time. I got into the business in mid-1995. And actually, you know, like you said, I'm from New Jersey. I was in Connecticut and I actually bought and sold the business never knowing what a business broker was. So you're right. So it, it was not that prevalent even until perhaps the turn of the century around 2000. Isn't that interesting? And I have to tell you, the way you describe it is absolutely perfect. It is like real estate. I knew nothing about it myself until I was contacted by a business broker who wanted me to do something to help his clients sell their businesses. And I thought, wow, this is really neat. There's people out there that are in this business. Now, you alluded to this, and so I'd like to have you just talk a little bit more about it because I'm always curious about this, and I think listeners are. Sometimes our path to what we get involved with is zigzag. Some of us are very lucky. I wasn't. And they figure it out right away. And that's what they do for 60 years, like George Burns. How did you get into this? Yeah. So I actually didn't use a business broker in Connecticut to sell our little (laughs) pasta shop, which is a whole nother story. (laughs) I met my wife in Connecticut. She went to University of Harvard, but grew up in South Florida. So she wanted to move home to raise her family. And I after it snowed, I think something, 20 something times in 1994, I think we were ready to move to Florida. (laughs) So we moved to Florida and I immediately looked to buy a business because that was a good experience for me. I bought a small little business, ran it, we made money, we sold it, we made a little money. I'm talking very little money, but it was a nice experience for me. And I decided to go look to buy another business. In Florida, like I said before, they were organized much before Many of the places in the United States were organized as far as business brokers was concerned. So they had a lot of business brokers that had a lot of businesses for sale. And so I started visiting them. And for the most part, I felt like I was in a used car sales room with most of these guys. (laughs) But I ran into Transworld and Transworld was owned by Don and Bonnie Parrish. He was a 30-year IBM executive. 
And she was an amazing business broker, worked for Pan Am. And so they were just really a nice couple, welcomed me into their offices, showed me some businesses. And at the end of the conversation said, Hey, we really like you. You should think about joining our firm. You'll get to know Florida. Again, I knew no one in Florida. So I was scared. What should I do with myself? So I said, you know, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll join the business brokerage. I'll learn about buying and selling businesses and maybe I'll buy something. Well, two years later, I wound up buying Transworld from Don in uh, 1997. So <laughs> that's a funny story. I imagine a lot of people don't say, I want to grow up and be a business broker. Yeah, no one says that. Of course, I never said it. And in fact, even obviously when I joined Transworld, I didn't imagine myself staying here. Certainly not for now 27 years. Yeah. Just as one other quick follow-up to that, Andy, do you ever get a hankering, and maybe you've done this, to own another pasta shop, to own another business that has nothing to do with business brokerages? I have. We've talked about investing in some businesses. I've worked with my brother. My brother's in the construction business up in Rhode Island. We recently bought a business. Transworld has turned into a very large project and a very successful one, as you said. I am full up on you know things to do. I don't need any more businesses. So. Yeah, I get it. As you probably know, Andy, looking forward is globally oriented. We're not focused on Florida. We're not focused on Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all these great fine states, Rhode Island. We're worldwide in terms of our focus. When we talk about business brokering, business brokerages, is this in fact a global phenomenon? And if it is, how much of it operates in areas outside the United States? How big a presence are business brokers elsewhere? Or is this more of a narrowly focused phenomenon? It's getting more popular. So we have offices, uh, very successful offices in the UK. We have offices in France. We have offices in South Africa. We have offices in Australia. We have offices in Singapore and Canada, of course. And then we just recently sold the UAE. And so our folks are getting started in the UAE. And we just sold Puerto Rico last week. We will have a new franchisee in Puerto Rico. So it is becoming more and more popular. Even when we started in the UK, Business brokerage didn't look like what we did here in the United States. It was more of an advertising kind of platform, was the most popular way to sell your business. But it really left a lot to the owners to do themselves. And we came in with kind of our full service model and we've made it popular. We have had to jump into other countries and kind of redefine how people do business. That's interesting. And it leads me to ask you something else. You're with Transworld, and at the end, you'll tell everybody a little bit more about Transworld Business Advisors. Is the business brokerage industry dominated by chains and large companies, if you will, franchises and that sort of thing? Or is it more the mom and pop, the person I have worked with, I think was a mom and pop? How is the business right now in terms of who is operating these? It's mostly mom and pop. It is. Small operators. There are some larger offices, but not many. 
And there's about three or four franchises, you know, again, Transworld being the largest. So there is some traction. There have been some historic uh, franchises that have been in the past that, you know, eventually disappeared. Again, for the most part, this is a very fragmented industry. Very interesting. What does that mean, Andy, in terms of competition? I don't consider anybody to be my competitor. It's funny. I actually have been the chairperson for the International Business Brokers Association, as well as the Florida BBF, which we call the Business Brokers of Florida. And so I've led both of those organizations, which was full of my quote unquote competitors. I asked people this question, how many businesses do you think trade hands with the help of a professional intermediary, a business broker? And I think the answer is somewhere around 20, perhaps 30% at most. And I really think 30% is a stretch. Yeah. So if one out of five businesses are being helped through the process with a business broker, my competition isn't another business broker. My competition is the fact that people don't know we exist or don't value our process and our service. So that is what I consider working with my fellow business brokers. Again, I have a very close relationship with some of my competitors here in Florida and internationally and internationally, we talk all the time. And we're talking about how do we strengthen the industry and make sure that you know good people are doing good deals. It reminds me in some ways of residential real estate. It's different because there you have fewer people who would sell their homes themselves, let's say. They know to go to a real estate broker typically to sell their homes. But here, maybe businesses don't as much tend to think about the business broker when they are selling their business. I'd like you to speak about what opportunities, Andy, you think business brokering offers to any of the following groups, and it doesn't have to be all of them. Job and career seekers, entrepreneurs, freelancers, small businesses, or investors. Where do you see opportunities? Well, there's a ton of opportunity. First of all, one, people who are looking for a career, business brokers have been described as old men smoking cigars. <laughs> and so that's not too far off the stereotypical <laughs> business broker. So we're looking for young people. We're looking for diversity. We're looking for people who want to join our industry. So huge opportunity for young people to join our industry. It's a little strange in the fact that most of the way we work is 100% commission and it takes a while to get going. So it's hard for a young person to do that. Again, I was lucky enough to be a young person, you know, 28 years old when I joined the industry and I was living with my in-laws and we talked a little bit about that. I knew that there was going to be a meal on the table at the end of the day because we were living in my in-laws house and we were lucky enough to do that while I got my career going. So that's one opportunity. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity for uh, young people. And it's a wonderful opportunity for aging baby boomers. And, and maybe baby boomers is a little on the older side, but I have five octogenarians that work for me. Wow. And they love staying in the game. They don't love golf or they tried golf or fishing and they can't do it all the time. <laughs> and they want to be in the game. They want to be in the business world. So we have plenty of retired executives that join us and again, we're always looking for people to join uh, the Transworld system across the United States. And of course, in places we don't have offices, we'd love for people to buy a franchise. And then the other opportunity out there in the world for entrepreneurs 
of course, you know, we're here to help monetize people's perhaps number one asset, which is their small business. So we can help people who want to sell their business and move on. The other opportunity that I see out there that really hasn't taken hold yet and really is starting to take hold is for small businesses to grow through acquisition. And we're just starting to see and we're helping people to get educated. Small business owners, say someone in their 30s and 40s who want to grow their business, sure, you could do it organically. You can advertise, you can go out there and network, you can go out there on social media and grow your business organically. But a lot of small business owners don't know about the process of buying businesses like the big boys do. There's plenty of private equity that that's what they do. They buy one business and then they buy a bunch of small businesses and then they sell it again. Well, their small businesses can do the same thing. They could go out, they could buy smaller businesses and we're seeing this get more popular. So lots of opportunity out there. That particular opportunity, business brokers get involved with that sort of thing? No, yeah. No, absolutely all the time. I thought you just sell. We work with buyers all the time. In fact, we have several buyers that we have sold multiple businesses to. We have a landscaping Ooh. company that has bought several landscaping companies. They've also bought a pest control business. They've also bought a florist. Then they also bought a tree trimming business. And they've literally built a small empire for themselves. We have a pool company that has done the same thing, that has bought several pool companies, including a contractor. We have other companies out there in the world that have bought one restaurant, then they bought another restaurant, and they've actually started a restaurant chain. So we see that all the time. And then we help people become franchises too, if they want to do that. Isn't that interesting? I have somebody who'll be coming on soon who will talk about helping people become franchises. Fascinating about this to me, Andy, is that I thought Somebody shows up at your office and says, Andy, I've got a pizza shop or whatever it is, and I want to sell it. I wasn't thinking that there's another aspect to the business where somebody says, I'm looking to grow my business. Yeah. Talk just a little bit more about that and that opportunity. That one caught me off guard. We have a great piece of technology where we put people into our CRM, our customer relation management software, and we match them to opportunities. So every time there's a, you know, landscaping company for sale, our local entrepreneurs, Jeff and John, see that opportunity and they call us up and they say, Hey, we might want to add that company to our repertoire, to our list of companies that we have. And we've done multiple deals with them. And there's companies like that all over the United States that are looking to grow. And, you know, of course, there's private equity and family offices and people that are getting their MBAs that come out and say, hey, I want to own and operate a business. And they come to us looking to buy. The buy side is very difficult right now. It is a seller's market. Yes. Out of 27 years I've been in this business, 25 of them have been a seller's market. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, maybe after 9-11 for a few months, maybe during the pandemic, right after, maybe in 2009 and 2010, buyers had the upper hand. But for the most part, sellers kind of rule the day. And right now, it's tough to buy a business if you're a buyer. However, just like the housing market, things are starting to cool down a little bit. And I think if the baby boomers come to the marketplace like they're supposed to, the silver tsunami or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> right. if the business owners come to the marketplace and sell that $12 trillion worth of private equity that they're sitting on, it may become 
an opportune time for businesses because there won't be enough buyers for the businesses. And buyers will have the upper hand in having a pick of perhaps what they want to buy and add to their companies. Wow, that's fascinating. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about looking forward opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. And hey, if you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or maybe even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation, and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, event hosting and meeting facilitation, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Looking Forward, opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. You mentioned the young people and you mentioned the baby boomers who might be interested in getting involved in the business that you're operating, that kind of a business. Quickly, because you talked about commission, how steep is the learning curve? Do these people have to have finance degrees? Do they have to have had their own business like Andy Cagnetta did? How quick do they pick this up? They can pick it up pretty quick. Again, when we created the trans world system, what we've done is we've taken out all the things that you don't want to have to do on a daily basis, whether it's negotiate with vendors, whether it's create a website, whether it's create and manage a CRM system. We have all that. We have a full training program, which is a week long for our agents, two weeks long for our owners, and then ongoing training, ongoing mentorship, support hotline. So we have it all for people to get into this business. What I can't teach or what I always tell people who come to me and say, how do I be successful? I can't crawl through the phone, number one, and wake you up in the morning and say, (laughs) get out there. Because at the end of the day, really, everything's kind of is a numbers game. The more business owners you talk to, the more people that influence business owners, whether it be the CPAs, the investment advisors, the lawyers, psychologists, whoever it is that's going to tell that business owner and say, hey, you're probably done. You should think about selling your business. And I have someone good to talk to. That's the game. And I can't necessarily teach people motivation. I could try. I could try to motivate them. But you got to go out there and work. Because nothing's easy. If it was easy, we wouldn't get paid the big bucks, right? Exactly. So it's not easy, but it's a relationship business. It is about trying to help people. We're not walking down the street and being able to bonk someone over the head or you know, sell them a jewelry cleaner as you're walking through the mall. You can't convince someone that today is the day you're going to sell your business. And then it's a 9 to 12-month process. You're not going to convince someone for five minutes, and then they'll wake up the next morning and say, what am I doing? So usually (laughs) people who come to us to buy or sell have it in their minds that that's what they want to do. Yeah, And we're here to help that process. 
Very well put, and certainly the part about you can't motivate people. It has to come from within. One other question about opportunities. You sort of touched on it there. I had the impression, and I may be wrong, that the guy that I've worked with, who's a business broker, also may have been a lawyer. Do lawyers have an opportunity in business brokering, not necessarily working for a business broker, but maybe business brokers form these relationships where lawyers have to come in and make the transactions whole? Yeah. I mean, every transaction has a team. And one of those team members can be a business broker. But also, we're going to need an attorney. You're going to need an accountant on both sides of the opportunity. Hopefully, two attorneys, hopefully two accountants, perhaps a banker. There's going to be a landlord involved. And you know that's the business broker's job is to coordinate all these efforts, make sure it gets through. But lawyers are very important. And really, you need the right lawyer. Right. There's plenty of lawyers. I, I was just talking to an estate attorney yesterday and he's not going to help me sell my business. He's an estate attorney. He's an right. expert at it. Right. So you need the right attorneys and certainly business brokers across the country. Business brokerage organizations have affiliate members that know what they're doing in this. And again, nothing against some of the huge law firms that do. M&A, but they're not going to help small business people. They can't. They can't function at less than $100,000 an hour. There are attorneys out there that work with small businesses that do a fantastic job of papering this up. And that's what you need to do. You need to have the right paperwork in place, get the deal done, make sure it's legal, make sure that you know, you're know you protected. If you're a seller, you want to be protected from anything that the buyer does. And of course, if you're if you're a buyer, you want to be protected from that anything that might have happened before you bought the business. Well stated. Yeah, I can see where if I'm a lawyer, maybe an accountant too, and I specialize in this, that's an opportunity itself. I can make a whole career out of just doing these yeah. transactions. That's kind of interesting. And you have some of them that do that. Yep. We have some attorneys that do that. Yeah. yeah. Now, as you know, looking forward is also about looking forward, right? It's positive looking forward, but we're also looking to the future. You touched on one aspect of that earlier, Andy, which was that perhaps there's going to come a time when the 12 million trillion, 12 trillion dollars that's out there that the baby boomers have maybe in businesses, they're going to start selling and the momentum will shift to the buyer side. So that's something that you might be anticipating in the future. What else would you be anticipating in the future in terms of how the business brokerage industry might evolve through the decade? Through the decade, I do think that it will continue to get more centralized. I do envision a trading floor for buying and selling small businesses. There are ways and talk about people being able to sell equity in their small businesses. And it is allowed under the Job Act several years ago, but no one's really kind of dialed it in yet to where Hey, if you wanted to, you saw a great business down the street and that person wanted to open up another location. You went to a, your favorite pizza parlor, your favorite cheesesteak place, and you said, Hey, I want to help you open more locations. Like, I'd love to sell you a piece of this business so I can raise capital. That doesn't exist for small businesses yet. I think it will. Hmm. I think there will be a day where there'll be businesses freely traded, like on the NASDAQ or on the stock exchange and pieces of businesses being traded on the NASDAQ and on the stock exchange type thing. I think business brokers can be an integral part of that. 
I would like to be a part of that. And I think that will happen more and more into the future. So I do see a day where you don't go to websites to decide uh, to purchase things. You just kind of talk out loud. I think our kids will laugh at us. Now our kids' kids will laugh at us about keyboards. What's a keyboard? Yeah, you know, right. like, why would you have to key something into a computer? You just talk to it. You're, you just think <laughs> about it. You know. So I think those things, th- right. those days are coming. That we'll get to the point where we'll be telling businesses, "Hey, we have these great businesses that you should buy." And then we'll be predicting that you know we'll walk up to somebody and say, "You're 65. You know, you probably should think about selling, and this is your plan." And so I think that'll get much more institutionalized. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be great. That sounds exciting. Imagine buying a piece of your pasta shop. The thought is exciting to me. But anyway. I could have used it. (laughs) Yeah, you could have used it. How about the global expansion of business brokering, the greater awareness of what it is? Are you envisioning that? The increase in opportunities that it might offer people and jobs, careers, et cetera, entrepreneurs. What are you seeing there, Andy? Yeah, I mean, listen, the world is flat, right? If you read that book, there's plenty of opportunities that we see more people investing in the United States, whether it be money from China, whether it be money from the Middle East, whether it be money from Europe, whether it be people immigrating to the United States. And I think people will be able to invest in other countries and we'll see more and more of that as the world gets flatter. I mean, I know that there's some movements where you're trying to shut down things from China and trying to shut down things from other places. But I think as the world gets more global, as the global economies, as the perhaps even currencies start to get blurred by things like Bitcoin, and we have free trade amongst businesses, and you're seeing it now, you could order things direct from China, from Alibaba. And I I think you're going to see more and more of that and people being able to buy and sell businesses here in the United States and elsewhere, companies from other countries. We're doing it now. We're bringing franchises from the United States to other countries. We're selling businesses here in the United States to people that are immigrating through E2 and L1 visas and EB5s. So you're seeing all that international stuff. And I think it will continue as much as there might be saber rattling around the world. I have great hope that is just people kind of pushing against... I hate people hate change, right? Oh, yeah. And they hate the world's going to be one big world. I think it's going to be tough to tell people apart 100 years from now, 200 years from now. Talked about how you know we, we married in and married out of certain uh, religions. My kids are walking down the street with an Italian name, but they're Jewish. So you know, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, at some point, you know, we're all part of the world, and I think good things are going to happen. Yeah, and I agree with you. I actually was a guest on a show yesterday, and I was just telling my interviewer how thrilled I am to be having conversations and doing business with people as far away as New Zealand, Serbia, Australia. I think it's just wonderful. Technology, for the bad that it can cause, it also is creating a lot of good. Yeah. Speaking about a lot of good, you can do a lot of good if you can share with our listeners some tips on how they can take advantage of some of these opportunities. In this case, because you talked about several opportunities, if you can briefly just get them started on somebody's thinking about getting involved in the business brokerage industry. So we got that person. Somebody's thinking about, I wonder if I should be selling my business in the next nine months to a year. I'm a baby boomer. It's time for me to go to Tahiti, right? 
So you got that person. And then there are maybe some other aspects of this. What are some tips that you would give these disparate kinds of people? A few things. Number one, if you want to get involved in the business brokerage world, you could certainly give us a call or you can go to the international business brokers, IBBA.org and you can check out the business broker. You could take a couple of classes, attend the conference. Many of the folks that have eventually joined Transworld came from going to a conference and just meeting us and meeting everybody. So that's one way. Of course, you can educate yourself online these days. And same thing with selling a business or buying a business. I would highly suggest that you go out to the, some of the portals like BizBuySell, which is the biggest one in the world, and start looking at businesses for sale that are either like you. If you're thinking about buying your business, you can actually get an idea of what businesses are selling for, what local businesses are going to. And if you're buying something, you can get a feel for, hey, how much businesses cost if I'm looking to make $100,000 or $200,000 or $500,000. And you could get an idea of a flavor. I wrote a book. You're happy to go to my website, download my book. I'll send you one if you email me. So there's ways to educate yourself because, you know, much like Cy Sims used to say, an educated consumer is our best (laughs) customer. And it absolutely is true. I want people to be educated about the process. I don't want them to necessarily listen to me because if I showed you the perfect business tomorrow and you didn't know anything about buying a business, you would skip it. Yeah. And so I tell people all the time who come to me buy a business, I'm like, you got to dive in, start looking at businesses, start going to see them. Because again, it's such a tough buying situation right now. And then there's half the inventory that there used to be out there. A lot of what you'll see for sale perhaps isn't what you want to buy, you know? Yeah. And then what happens is you got to be ready for the day that something comes on the marketplace. You got to move and you got to make offers. I can't make you feel good about that unless you've already been in the process. Wonderful tips. It is definitely not something that happens in 24 hours, people. It takes time, learning time if you're looking to get into it. And then when you are in it, it takes more learning time. And if you're thinking about buying or selling, you got to learn first. So those are important tips that you're giving everybody, Andy, and you're telling them ways that they can dive into this sort of thing. Before we have you tell people about how they can get in touch with you and trans world and so forth. Is there anything else that we've left out that you would want to share about the business brokerage business? I always love to share about, I do believe that people need to give to their communities, right? This is all about, we're all in this together. And so I did start a small dinner. I talked about my pasta shop, came down here to South Florida, wound up getting on the board of a a small soup kitchen. We built a a facility and I said to everybody, hey, everybody's got to do something to raise money. So we had a small pasta dinner for me and my family (laughs) and friends, and we raised $500. That was 20 years ago. Last year, we had a 1,000 people. We raised $365,000 for that in one night. We've raised well over $2.2 million for the charity. And we're going for our 21st annual family pasta dinner, of course. We only had to skip one for the pandemic. But again, I've been on the board of the United Way Junior Achievement. There's plenty of great charities out there to get involved in. We helped Team Rubicon this time with the disaster in Southwest Florida. So I urge people that, you know, if you're part of the business community to help everybody out and give back. I think it's fantastic. The only thing I'm a little confused about, an Italian guy having a pasta night? Yeah. Oh, I guess that does make sense. (laughs) That is wonderful. $500 and look where you are now. Yeah. 
Crazy. 21st year coming up. That's terrific. And thank you for sharing that. Andy, this has been great. So much valuable information, many opportunities, many things for people to think about, to act upon. How can our listeners get in touch with you to learn more about you and Trans World Business Advisors, how they might use your services? I know you talked about the international organization, whatever you want to share with them. Yeah, listen to you. Could always go to tworld.com, T W O R L D.com. That's our business website. My email is simply AC at T World. I'd be happy to talk to anybody about buying and selling a business or getting involved in the industry. Of course, we have our own podcast called the dealboardpodcast.com. And we have about 150 episodes, three years worth of podcasts out there talking about the industry, and you can learn more there. That's fantastic. Lots of great information for everybody. People, opportunities here. This is very exciting. I wish I was a little bit younger. I don't think I'm going to get into it now, but it is fascinating to hear about it. And I've learned a lot from you, Andy. I appreciate it. I know our listeners will as well. Thank you so much for being our guest on Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Looking Forward or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.